0: three two one you ready You're listening to the real pineapple podcast network <clears throat> good evening everybody thank you so much for listening this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter here hope you guys are having a great night so this is kind of an impromptu uh, recording because I wasn't planning on recording tonight. Uh, but in prep, uh, in preparing uh, reviews for this weekend, we've got review uh, this, reviews this weekend for Justice League Dark, Justice League Dark, uh, Apocalyptic War, as well as a review for Scoob. I was going through my Twitter talking about all that and. I see that Batwoman's trending, and I went, oh, okay, maybe they released a new Batwoman comic, or Ruby Rose is teasing us with a, you know, with a reveal for season two, since they just wrapped up the first season, and uh, son of a bitch, I went ahead and saw that Ruby Rose quit the show, just flat out quit. Um, It's crazy to me that she just quit. Uh, She said that, it wasn't her health, and that uh, that she, the, the quote I read is that she didn't take this make this decision lightly, but that she's off the show, so now we have, so now CW, DC, Warner Brothers, they have to find a new Batwoman, and I gotta be honest, guys, I read this and I went, this is classic DC, it's just, <laughs> like, it's so DC, I just went, oh my fucking god, really, this is what's happening right now. So I have to talk about this because this is this is big news. So uh, when when Batwoman premiered, I I I, uh, I can't remember what review I, I wrote talked about it on, but I did mention that Batwoman was coming out. I was excited to see what CW do with the show. The characters isn't that uh, isn't an old character at. Uh, all. I think he's only been uh, in, the, in the comics for like eight years, I want to say. Um, but you guys know me. I am a huge fan of representation. I understand that this character means so much to the LGBTQ community. I know it means a lot to Little girls who want to look up to you know, you, you know, look up to a hero, have someone like her. I completely understand. Uh, the character went ahead and oh wow, I'm way off. Uh, the character debuted uh in 1956, but then this current iteration, uh, Kate Kane, she went ahead and debuted in uh in July 06. Uh, so 14 years, so you know, decent amount of time, but I know what this character means to people and ruby rose being uh, you know being who she is i thought she was a perfect choice for uh, for batwoman i know a lot of people aren't a fan of her as an actress i know some people think she's limited but i felt that she let's keep it real uh, i always try to keep it real here on the, on the channel uh, gal gadot's not a great actress like let's just call it what it is have you seen gal gadot in anything besides wonder woman she's not very good and but she gets the character of Diana. She understands how to be a great Wonder Woman. And I thought that Ruby Rose would fit into that mold. I thought she would really grow into the, into the character. And unfortunately, we're really not going to get to know if she will grow into the character because she's fucking out. Um, here is what is so incredibly frustrating about this. This show really did show glimpses, and I and I use that term specifically. It it, it had glimpses of what I truly believe this show could be, um, the greatness that I think this show could uh, potentially achieve. Um, Carol uh, Carolyn Dries, who is the creator of said show, she is she was a producer on The Vampire Diaries. She was a producer. Uh, she was a writer. Pardon me, on uh, Smallville. She's got a lot of history with the CW. Uh, My biggest issue with the whole Batwoman show, and to be honest with with the Arrowverse, as it's still called, I think they're going to have to change that name uh, since Arrow's not on anymore. My whole problem with the whole Arrowverse at large is that these shows have become so melodramatic. They've become really like the Vampire Diaries. uh, With a dash of superhero uh, thrown in. And really the only exceptions to that rule are Black Lightning, which thank God is still as good as it is, and Legends of Tomorrow. Even Supergirl, which I have fought with people tooth and nail about how much I dig that show and how I think Melissa Benoist is just is just an incredible actress. I don't think she gets the credit for playing uh for playing that character. Um, I haven't reviewed it for my channel, I I might do it this summer now that, (laughs) since we all have time, but uh, John Cryer though, as Lex Luthor, um, if you guys haven't seen the Crisis on Infinite Earths storyline, since all of the uh, seasons are updated on Netflix, watch those, watch the Crisis on Infinite Earths event, it's an incredibly excellent, not good, not great, excellent an excellent crossover uh by CW and by DC. It's the best thing I think DC has done since oh god. Um I think it's the best thing DC's done start to bottom since Wonder Woman. If I'm being completely honest, uh I, I love Shazam. You guys know I was a huge fan of that movie, but I think that Crisis is actually even better than Shazam. I, I dug the hell out of Crisis. Which is why when I saw Ruby Rose in what she did in Crisis and the chemistry she has with Melissa Benoist, uh, with Supergirl, I was really bummed to read her announcement because I went, "Damn, I don't know if the next actress who they get is gonna have that chemistry with her." I love seeing Batwoman and uh, seeing Batwoman and Supergirl interact. I thought it was absolutely fun. It was cool to see these two. Um, Let's call what it is these female icons sharing the screen together and it really I I know how much that meant for fans and I thought it was just a a great moment whenever they were on screen together um, which is makes this all the more frustrating and I know I come on here every so often and I (laughs) and I rant and I rave about DC but you have to understand and I can actually say this as a fan. I just bought myself and actually arrived today. Probably I'm going to spend the night after I'm done recording uh, for you guys. Uh, I just got the uh, DC Encyclopedia uh, because I ordered another DC book and it was only 200 pages. I went, this isn't what I wanted. I wanted Encyclopedia. So I went right back on Amazon, bought the DC Encyclopedia. It'll go right alongside my two versions of Marvel Encyclopedia. Uh, They don't have a second version yet of the DC Encyclopedia, just to put that out there. But... This is what just frustrates me about this company. It seems like whenever they are building momentum, they shoot themselves in the foot. And I would love to know, and I'm sure it'll come out. It always does. Um, I would love to know what Ruby Rose's reasons were for leaving the show. Uh, I know the show had a very low uh, uh, viewership from first episode and that it's really fluctuated uh, since the first episode, and I know that they've been struggling to kind of build an audience, but I really did think, and I got about, I think I watched 13 episodes, I watched most of the season, uh, I thought the show really did have, admittedly some issues, but I did think that it got better, but I have a couple things I gotta lay out here about DC as a whole that I just need to get off my chest, Number one, not everything needs to be fucking Batman, and that is a lesson they just cannot seem to learn. And as a fan, it is beyond frustrating at this point. I understand Batman arguably is their most popular character. I personally think it'd probably be Superman, but it could be Batman. I, I I get it. I know everyone loves Batman and how you know he's all broody and all that shit. I completely understand. I'm looking forward to Robert Pattinson uh, or our uh, Bats as I call him. I'm looking forward to his portrayal on uh, Bruce Wayne and uh, Batman. Don't know when we'll see it, but I'm looking forward to it. But not everything and I think that's become such a such a unfortunate characteristic pardon me of these Arrowverse shows is that They are so determined to have all this shit be brooding, and sad, and dark, and it is just, it's draining the life out of the show. I understand Batwoman is a darker character. I understand she's a part of the Bat family, but it's gotten to a point that you cannot lean on Batman as a crutch as much as you do. That is something that plagued Arrow. For the for the eight seasons was on the air is that he constantly was getting the Batman comparisons because they kept pulling fucking Batman villains and trying to make him brooding and dark and if if you've read a Green Arrow comic Stephen Amell's version of Green Arrow is so not even goddamn close to Green Arrow not just because he wouldn't grow the fucking goatee but because he's not fucking Green Arrow and it's but they keep going back to that well and if you're a DC fan like I am. There's just a point where you go, guys, you got to give us something else. You got to give us what we're what we want. You need to give us these comic book a- accurate characters. And Ruby Rose, man, uh, like I said, I know she <coughs> she's somewhat limited act- as an actress. I really think she's a female Jason Momoa in that sense. I think she has screen presence. I think she's very charming. She has a great look uh, to her not just being insanely attractive, but she has a great just movie star look to her but it is maddening at points to see her act out some of these scenes um, I can't think of the uh, uh, the guy who plays uh, Luke Fox a uh, Lucius uh, Lucius Fox's uh, son uh, uh, camera Johnson I thought her and uh, him actually had some really good chemistry I was happy to see him on the show I went oh okay um, I thought Ruby Rose and her uh, her dad, uh, who's played by uh, Doug Ray Scott, I thought they had great chemistry. It's it's just it's really frustrating to watch these shows and just go, you guys are a, a rewrite or two away from making this work. And they just they cannot seem to get the formula going. And I'm going to use that to tie into something else. Uh, I got to talk about Zack Snyder. So I will tell you guys, and I'm going to be completely blunt, as a content creator one of the things that's just become the, pun intended, bane of my existence is this fucking Snyder Cut. I could go the rest of my life without hearing the words release a Snyder Cut in a fucking sentence. I am so overhearing that goddamn phrase. And I am I don't want to hear it anymore. But it seemed, seems like we might be getting the Snyder Cut on HBO Max, which uh, releases, uh, HBO Max goes live next Wednesday on the 27th. I'm excited. I'll be getting it. But... Here's what's so frustrating about the Snyder Cut. DC, despite the multiple peaks and valleys they've gone through, after Crisis on Infinite Earths, it seems like, and Joker wing an, uh, winning a couple Oscars, uh, Best Original Score, Best Actor, of course, it feels like DC is starting to build some momentum, but then it seems like these actors or these actresses or something gets in the way. We look at Amber Heard and, you know, the uh, the legal trouble she's going through. Uh we look at fuck uh, at Ezra Miller. And look, I love Ezra Miller. Y- if you guys have listened to the podcast for any length of time, he was my second favorite part of Justice League. And I actually like Justice League. I own Justice League. I'm a huge fan of that I'm a fan of that movie. Uh I thought Cyborg was great and I thought Flash was great. Uh his run is shit, but I thought that Ezra Miller was great. Perks of Being a Wallflower, one of my favorite movies ever. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, we need to talk about Kevin. He's excellent in that. I love Ezra Miller. And while we haven't heard from him or his camp, that video that came out, it's really bad look for him. And that's just another potential delay with that this fucking Flash movie that they just cannot seem to get any momentum going with. And it's really frustrating as a fan watching uh, this I, I truly think of gold mine. I think if they go the route of something like Homecoming, and they kind of make it fun and light, similar to Shazam as well, they could have something that makes $800 million. Easy. But who's to say we're going to get that Flash movie? They keep saying we're going to get that Flash movie, but that Flash movie really is turning into what Fox, uh, before they got sold to Disney what Fox kept saying about that Gambit film, about how, yeah, we're going to do that Gambit movie. It's totally coming. It's totally coming. At some point, I've seen... I'm a big Charlie Brown fan. I've seen It's a Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. I know when something is just isn't going to fucking happen, and it feels like that's where that Flash movie is right now. Um, obviously, the whole pandemic doesn't help with that, but if we get that Flash movie in the next four years, I will be genuinely surprised, I don't think it happens, and you you heard it here first, Um, but I got a couple things I gotta lay out here, I think DC, it is frustrating for me as a fan of comics, I fully acknowledge, I am more of a Marvel fan than DC, Uh, as much as I love Batman the Man Series, I just connected with, Spider-Man's my man, Spider-Man I think is the greatest comic book character of all time, I know people, you know, obviously go to Batman's rogues because, you know, Joker, but uh, I I think Nolan Osborne is just as great of a villain, and I actually like the lower, the second, third tier of uh, Spider-Man villains more than I like Batman's villains, but that's just a personal preference, but what you going to do? Um, it's, it's becoming maddening as a fan of comics to see what DC is doing, because and I didn't really kind of get into this as much as I would have liked to when I reviewed it, but we look at something like Birds of Prey, which I didn't love, but I enjoyed Birds of Prey. I I believe I gave a C plus or a B minus. I can't remember which. I want to say I gave a C plus, but we look at something like Birds of Prey, which is a good film. Um, Harley Quinn's not overly sexualized. It's a fun movie. Uh, I love the cinematography on that. Ewan McGregor's good, but even a movie that good could only make 200, like $202 million uh, U.S., and it's, uh, or worldwide, pardon me, off of a budget of like $85 million. And you just sit back and look at this company. They make that movie rated R. They're selling all this Harley Quinn shit in Hot Topic. They're alienating the audience who should be seeing this fucking movie. And then they want to go ahead and scream about, Oh, it's sexist. It's fem. It's it's people who don't love feminism. It's like no, you're marketing these films fucking terribly. And again, just sitting back, not being involved with it, but sitting back and going, guys, you're right there. You're just, you just need to cross this T. And that movie, that movie should be five hundred million easy. Uh, this it came out uh, uh a week before uh week before uh Valentine's Day. I would have been pushing the narrative of, "Hey guys, go take your uh, significant go take your significant other to go see Birds of Prey." Hey ladies, make it a girls' night. Go ahead and go see Birds of Prey. It's right there in the marketing, and they just would not capitalize on it. And you just sit back and go, "How do you keep fucking these these movies up when you have something good, something like Shazam? Uh, the fact that he drinks a Slurpee." in that movie, and there wasn't some sort of advertising with 7-Eleven, is fucking mind-boggling, and it's just, it's stuff like that, where you sit back as a fan, go, come on, guys, like, you're right there, it, it's, it's beyond frustrating, uh, talking about Birds of Prey, I understand people were hesitant, I mean, I was hesitant to see it just because of Suicide Squad, a lot of people remember, of course, the Joker, Being in Suicide Squad. Sorry, I put Joker in quotes. Uh, Joaquin, thank God he came along. But Jared Leto kind of played the Joker, but you know there's that residue, oh, that you know that bad aftertaste of Suicide Squad in a lot of people's minds, and it's it sucks that it's affecting good projects. But between Amber Heard and her uh, her uh, legal issues, between Ezra Miller and his potential uh, legal issues, the fact that DC has a great, not a good, but a great Superman in Henry Cavill, and he will not go ahead and greenlight a Man of Steel 2 is mind-boggling to me. Uh, Henry Cavill looks like he's in the best shape of his fucking life. I haven't watched The Witcher yet, but I keep hearing about that bathtub scene, and I saw a still of it, and Hell's bells, oh my god, he's fucking jacked. He looks bigger than he did in Man of Steel. Green light, Man of Steel 2, what are you guys doing? It's right there. Cavill even said in a statement recently that The Witcher or movies won't get in the way of him portraying Superman again. So he's putting the ball in DC's court. He's telling DC, look, if you want me to be Superman again, I will fucking do it. Just go ahead and sign me to it. And you have someone that willing to go ahead and, re, uh, and portray this character again, someone who's not in legal trouble, someone who clearly has read the comics if you listen to interviews with him, someone who's fucking passionate about being a great Superman, and you're not signing him, and it is the most, it, it makes me want to pull my hair out, because again, this is DC, shooting themselves in the foot when they have a fan base who has been loyal to them. Trust me, I've gotten arguments with people on Facebook and uh, through text and on my Twitter about these DC fans when I post a DC review and they go, you're just a Marvel nerd. It's like, no guys, I want this shit to be good too. I have to sit through it. Trust me, I don't want to sit through bad DC movies. The only movies I actively pray that are going to be bad are Tyler Perry movies because he's a coon. That's the only movies I hope are bad are Tyler Perry movies. But God damn it, these DC films, I want them to be not good. I want them to be great. And I don't want them to be great in the sense of, oh, this is better than Suicide Squad. I want them to be universally great, praised, and treasured films. Which brings me to my last point. DC... Because with a, a justly dark apocalyptic war, it's ending uh, this current kind of uh, universe as far as the anime universe. They need to drive a dump truck full of money up to Bruce Tim and Paul Dini's house. And they need, they, DC needs, DC, the live action universe, needs Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. I don't care what it costs, they need these two to steer the ship because there's no one more qualified at that company to go ahead and lay out where these characters need to go than Bruce Timm and Paul Dini. You need proof of that? Look at Batman The Animated Series. One of the greatest cartoons that's ever been fucking made. It, it is an incredible show. If you have not watched it, um, I don't think I've shown... Uh, my girlfriend uh, that much of it. I need to show her Batman and series. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Batman Beyond. Here's the thing about Batman Beyond. It's unfortunate that it exists in the shadow of Batman and series, but Batman Beyond's a fucking excellent show too. I own both special editions of both those shows. I just bought a couple like couple days ago. I just bought a Justice League Unlimited. Uh, That's coming to me here soon. Uh, That's an amazing show. Uh, The templates are there for DC to make this live action universe great. And again, not just by these hardcore DC fans who refuse to accept any criticism. I'm talking about everyone talking about these movies the way they talk about the Marvel films. And honestly, for as many great characters as DC has, I want to see a great Green Lantern movie. Or well, I know we're getting a show, but I wanna see Green Lantern get a shine. I wanna see Martian Manhunter uh more. He's on Supergirl, but he should be elevated to the movies. I love Martian Manhunter. Uh fuck! I I own Injustice 2 and I'm going through and replaying that right now. Blue Beetle's my man. I wanna s want I want more Blue Beetle. He's fucking great. There there's so many characters in this universe that they have a chance to take advantage of and go ahead and elevate. Um, people forget Iron Man was like a C-level Marvel character until they made the fucking first Iron Man movie. And now he's arguably uh, Marvel's most popular hero. I mean, it, it really shows that when you do a movie right, you can elevate a character who a lot of people haven't even fucking heard of and go ahead and make them feel special. And they have the chance to do that with... Uh, the Shazam uh, sequel they have a chance to do that with uh, with black uh, with black Adam they have a chance to go ahead and do that with um, with stargirl uh, which premieres uh tomorrow uh, uh, t- uh, tonight or tomorrow I want to say uh, I'm gonna be reviewing the season of that when uh, when that wraps up they have chances to make these characters feel unique special and not make them all feel like Batman clones. And that is the trap that DC has fallen into that they need to go ahead and go ahead and fix because it's at a point right now that they can't afford any more missteps because it's always something with DC. Now I can already hear someone saying uh because I mentioned the whole Amber Heard, Ezra Miller thing. Well Hunter, what about Josh Bowen? Look, I've made a lot of Josh Rowland jokes on this on this channel. But look, fair or not, yes, it's kind of common knowledge at this point that he, um, so I don't get sued, allegedly um, <laughs> uh, uh, abused Diane Lane. It is, it, it's, it's unfortunately common knowledge that he allegedly uh, went ahead and abused her. Problem is, and this is gonna sound shitty, there is no video evidence of that. There is no audio of that. You know who there is audio of? Amber Heard and Ezra Miller, so it puts DC in a really bad light, fair or not, because they have two characters in their universe that are so important in theory to what they have moving forward, and they have this cloud hanging over them, and it's just it's, and and this is this is honestly a a call of action to actors and actresses. It is one thing to fuck up your own career. It is one thing to go ahead and do that. But to go ahead and damage a brand like that, and to go ahead and really just basically flip off so many men and women who have invested their lives, their time, fuck their bodies. I have friends who have Marvel and DC tattoos on them. To go ahead and take the role so lightly and not give it your all and understand that what you're doing not only affects your inner circle but affects millions of people who are going ahead and depending on you to portray that character correctly it is fucking selfish and if Amber Heard or Ezra Miller went ahead and did what they are being accused of fuck them both because who wouldn't want to go ahead and play a superhero or a superheroine who wouldn't want that fucking chance and the fact that they're taking it they are potentially taking it so fucking lightly. It's a disservice not just to DC, but to the movie industry at large, and is frustrating as hell as someone who wants these films to succeed and do well and go ahead and see the just pure lack of urgency that they are going ahead and putting into it. So the last thing I'm gonna bring up HBO Max, as I mentioned, launches in a week. A uh, week from tomorrow, uh, when you guys hear this. A week from the 20th. If I am Warner Brothers, at this point, I think you just need to bite the bullet. I know you're going to lose money on this, but you need to take Supergirl. You need to take Black Lightning. You need to take Legends of Tomorrow. You need to take Flash. And you need to go ahead and make them... HBO Max exclusives, because at this point I do not believe that CW is going to handle these characters correctly. I don't think that they're going to go ahead and put the urgency needed to go ahead and kind of write the ship. And I and and it, it sucks for me to even say that because again I know they want that that network money. I understand like your network money is great, but if you're trying to go ahead and actually preserve this universe you're trying to build. You really need to go ahead and look out for the best interests of the characters, and I don't believe CW's doing that. You can go ahead and put some more money into the shows on HBO Max. You can go ahead and cross them over a little easier, I believe, on HBO Max. You can go ahead and really have more control than you currently have now with HBO Max. And, you you know, there's a reason why Marvel is pulling... You know, all the network shows. We're getting our last season, The Agents of the Shield, starting up here soon. Um, There's a reason why there won't be really any Marvel shows on network TV moving forward. It's going to be all on Disney+. They want to go ahead and have have everything connect. Uh, You already had a Crisis on Infinite Earths event. At this point, if I'm DC, fuck it. I would say, hey... Crisis went ahead and screwed a bunch of stuff up, and I would go ahead and pick and choose what the fans like and have that be official canon and have everything else be on Earth-fucking-19 where Swamp Thing is, where they're just bury it. At this point, I think that's what DC needs to do, and it's, it's really... <sighs> These video, these these audio reviews are these. This audio is fun to do because it's just you know it's just getting anger out. But it really is coming from a from a fan who really does look at this stuff and go, man, it should be better. It should be better. Again, it shouldn't just be good to certain people. It should be universally praised for how great these characters are. I've seen it. I've read it. I've watched it. I know it can be done. DC's animated department. Uh, Paul Dean, and Bruce Tim, they're so great. Marvel started to stop making animated films because of how great the DC ones were, and it's only really been the last five six years they're finally starting to show that the 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 the, the shines off the rose here at this point. But DC had you know twenty years of having you know a flo- like the floor for when their animated films be a B plus. That's fucking impressive, you know it. it so. This is not coming from someone who just, you know, hates this brand or wants it to fail or anything like that. But DC really needs to figure out what they want to do. Do they want to have a shared universe or not? Do you want to copy in the Marvel? Uh, do you want to copy in the Marvel uh, blueprint or not? Uh, you have amazing properties. You have Green Arrow. You have you have Titans. Uh, I haven't I haven't reviewed Titans, but I'm not a fan of it. You, uh Star Uh, I know she has uh, ties with the uh, uh, JSA. I'm really curious to get into that. Um, You know, you've got Green Arrow. I would really like to see Green Arrow in the movies. I think we deserve a proper Green Arrow. Uh, Green Lantern is fucking awesome. I love Wally West's Flash. Um, You've got Birds of Prey. You should do that as an HBO Max show. There's so much potential for this brand, and it really just boggles the mind that they keep fumbling the ball like this. the last thing I say, and I promise will be the last thing I say. They need to get people, men, women, who are as passionate about the characters as the people in front of the camera. Jason Momoa came out today and said, "Oh well, you know, I usually put stuff out in the universe and it happens." So release the Snyder cut. Here's the thing about the Snyder cut: there is n- there is very little good that comes out of releasing the Snyder cut. Let me explain. If you want to go and release a Snyder Cut as a book, and hear me out, if you release a Snyder Cut as a book, you go ahead and you individually number each, uh, each ver, uh, each book, uh, in- uh, mark, uh, yeah, each book individually. You go ahead and you um, sell sell them for I don't know. Let's say let's let's say twenty five bucks. Let's just say. You go ahead. You take let's say a third of the money you make, you go ahead and you put that to like uh, uh, American Suicide Prevention Association. You go ahead and do that. Rest goes to DC or Warner Brothers. Win-win. The problem with releasing the Snyder Cut is, first off, if you're DC and you release the Snyder Cut, what if it's great? What if it's great? What if it is like universally, (coughs) pardon me, recognized as top 10 great superhero films ever, what if it's that great, so then what do you do, do you go back and just retcon all the shit that you've done, do you do Flashpoint, at to go ahead and just re- redo everything, because you're multiple, we're multiple years removed from Justice League at this point, so the question is, what the hell do you do, but then we have to think about what, and, and I fully acknowledge this, I, I acknowledge, I am not a Zack Snyder fan, I think 300 is an okay movie. I don't understand why everyone loves it so much. I thought his portrayal of Watchmen was—I'll uh, <laughs> be nice and say clown shoes. Uh, There's stuff I did enjoy, but overall, I thought Silk Spectre. She's an anchor around that fucking movie that never allows it to get to even good depths. Um, I think Man Steals two thirds of a good movie. and I think the third act just crumbles and BVS. I don't care what anyone says. I've read essays. I've watched video essays on it. I think BVS is one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life, and no one will change my mind on that. Um, Zack Snyder, if this is worse, what do you say for DC? You give the fans what they wanted, and you, again, potentially disappoint them. What's the point of putting out the Snyder Cut? There are so many more negatives right now to releasing the Snyder Cut, then there are positives. Right now, the public perception is that DC is just, it's up and down. It's like a yo-yo. You know, for every Shazam where I go, yeah, I think back and go, oh, fuck, Aquaman exists. For every, yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths, there's a shortened season to Arrow where Stephen Amell was clearly so ready to be done with that fucking character. By the way, Stephen Amell, don't act like you're better than Oliver Queen. You're not. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. But... But you sit back and you just see what this company does and how it's always back and forth and you go I just I just want consistency. I don't think that's a lot to ask. Um, at this point, I really do believe they need to just sound the alarm and go ahead and reach out to Bruce Timm and Paul Dini and they need to hopefully be the one to save them. Uh, Jeff Johns is not the answer. If you read uh, New 52, Wonder Woman, or Superman, you know he's not the answer. But at the same time, they need to do something. They need to go ahead and make these characters feel special. And you need to get people behind the camera, in the writing rooms, who care as much as the people in front of the camera. That's all I got to say, guys. So, Ruby Rose being replaced. Let me know what you, th- uh, let me know what you think about it. Who should... <coughs> pardon me. Who should replace her? Actually, that, okay, this is the last thing I'll say. I believe, and, and, I, and I wanted to bring this up at the end... I believe I have a replacement for uh, for Ruby Rose. I think it should be Stephanie Beatrice. If you don't know who that is, that is Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's an excellent actress. She can really do some of the dramatic stuff really well. If you've seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, there are a couple points where she does need to go ahead and kind of rein it in as far as being more emotional. Uh, there's this great scene where she comes out to her parents, which just, mwah. Uh, I think she would be perfect uh, for for the role of Batwoman, and she just dyed her hair red, so see, you don't even need to use that shitty wig, so come on, CW, Stephanie Beatrice for, for, I almost said for Wonder Woman, that'd be interesting, but Stephanie Beatrice for Batwoman, come on, make it happen, but guys... Uh, let me know what you thought. You're thinking about Ruby Rose. Who would you cast as Batwoman? I would love to hear uh, what you guys think. So let me know who you think should be the next Batwoman. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. You can follow Yours Truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Hunter You can follow Scott on Twitter at Neerman the First. You can follow Calm on Twitter at the Real. That's R E E L. O'Neill, and go ahead, like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitch Radio, Spotify, uh, and iHeartRadio at the Real Pineapple uh guys guys and girls pardon me. thank you so much for listening we will have reviews up this weekend for justice league dark justice league apocalyptic uh, apocalyptic god that's the title uh, justice league apocalyptic apocalyptic war good grief and we'll have a review up as well for scoob uh thank you so much for the support guys uh i love you take care stay safe and we'll talk to you guys soon have a good one